Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu/visit. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com/5gHome for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV is presented by the Basketball Tournament. Syracuse fans, the Basketball Tournament is coming to Syracuse this July 22-25. Catch all the action live at SRC Arena as the Syracuse alumni team Bayheim's Army looks to defend their 2021 championship and win $1 million back-to-back. Tickets start at just $12 per game and you'll catch Bayheim's Army up to three times. Don't miss it. Tickets available now at thetournament.com slash Syracuse. That's the tournament.com forward slash Syracuse. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about some official visits for Syracuse football and the return of Bayheim's Army in the TBT. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman, and our guest is our great friend, director of SI All-American at Sports Illustrated, John Garcia Jr. John, we appreciate the time. How are you today? I'm doing well. It's been a while since we've been on uh, together, but uh, it's it's a busy time. There's a lot to talk about uh, in college football and recruiting. It's, it's become a 12-month deal, so uh, I'm, I'm always happy about that. Yeah, so let's get right to it then in the recruiting world, and we'll get you started on this one. Syracuse had a couple official visits over the weekend. One in particular I wanted to ask you about was 2023 linebacker Zion Moultrie Goddard. He's going to decide on Wednesday between Syracuse and West Virginia. What do you think of him, and where does Syracuse stand with him? Yeah, he's he's kind of a, an old-school linebacker, right? 6'2", 235, 240 or so. So a kid who's going to really play his best football coming downhill, and I think we we get lost in the desire for three down linebackers and uh, pass rushers and coverage guys and all that. And, and that's still needed, obviously in this day and age, but you still need that classic downhill tone setting kind of linebacker. I think Moultrie Goddard has a lot of that within his game. And that's why he's become a more coveted recruit here as, as time has gone by. And in terms of his recruitment, yeah, like you said, he's, he's kind of confirmed, Hey, I'm committing Wednesday between Syracuse and West Virginia he has visited each uh, at this point, although the Syracuse visit, uh, again, is not only the most recent, having come over the weekend, but it's also the only official visit that he took. So for those who don't know, uh, an unofficial visit is basically a few hours on campus. You're watching a game. You're at a camp. You're hanging out for, for some kind of non-football event, and, and then you go home. For an official visit, it's 48 hours on the school's dime, including, you know, two, three plus ones, um, you know, with your family, high school coach, mentor, girlfriend, whoever it's going to be that you choose, and, and you're kind of wanting and dying the entire time. Intimate time with the coaching staff, great food, great hotels, just kind of a full, I guess, VIP experience. So I do think that the positioning of, of Syracuse getting that official visit just ahead of this verbal commitment should probably give Orange fans a, a little bit of confidence going into this thing against a program that's recruited really well. 
in West Virginia. But, you know, uh, Goddard is, is an in-state kid. I own a prep. Uh, so you certainly – you always want to recruit the entire ACC footprint. But for Syracuse, you still have to pluck the elite FBS talent that does come from the state of New York. And I think that would be a good feather in the cap uh, if he does pick SU. Let's talk about a guy who's already committed to Syracuse, and that's Florida transfer Carlos Del Rio Wilson. I know you're very familiar with him with your footprint in the Southeast region. How does he fit with Syracuse's new offensive coordinator, Robert Anai? Yeah, this is a, a super interesting fit uh, from a, an athletic profile standpoint. Uh, Carlos is a big physical quarterback, 6'3", 220 or so, um, got true dual threat you know, capabilities, but really – when he, when he shines brightest, it's as a passer in the pocket, kind of old school in that nature there as well. Uh, played at some big-time high schools in Georgia um, over his last couple years and, and then obviously went to Florida to kick off his college career before the coaching change there. Um, I think with, with him, there's always been a competitiveness, an edge there. He, he certainly has always, you know, looked to compete at the highest level. So I do – um, feel intrigued about his ability to to be kind of the last quarterback in the room and say, hey, you know, don't forget about me in in this race. Um, but you know, when he shines brightest, it's when the the lights are brightest. You know, and I think that's a great quality at that position. Uh, the apex of his high school career was was kind of the elite eleven a couple of years ago, where he had a top five finish in a loaded field uh, that included. Uh, you know, some of the best quarterbacks in the country uh, for that class, I believe, of 2021. So that was the Caleb Williams, Jackson Dart uh, recruiting class. And, and really, he shined uh, right alongside those guys uh, for a large portion of that week. And we thought he had the best pro day script of all the quarterbacks there. Um, so I think there's a lot of, of classic passing ability with Del Rio, but he's a big physical athlete on top of that. You love the competitiveness that he brings to the table. So he's definitely a quality add uh, to the quarterback room, especially given, you know, the Justin Lampson injury and, and how he's out indefinitely. So I do think from a, com a competition standpoint, he's the type of quarterback that you could bring in late and still see a considerable impact because you could utilize him in certain packages, you know, taking advantage of his running ability uh, or, you know, just kind of bringing him along in chunks in order to keep that competition relevant because I think that pushes all the other QBs on the roster as well, especially when you're coming from the SEC, which I guess is kind of a theme right now for Syracuse given uh, Garrett Schrader came from Mississippi State a couple years ago. That's a perfect segue into my next question. You're very familiar with Garrett Schrader. You and I spoke about him the last time you were on this podcast when he transferred to Syracuse. Who do you see winning this quarterback battle between Del Rio, Wilson, and Schrader? And let's not forget about Michigan transfer Dan Villari. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly, uh, you know, got got that spring ahead of him, and I think that gives him an intrinsic advantage over Carlos Del Rio. So obviously, Garrett Trader's in that conversation as well. Uh, spring football so valuable, right? You're tweaking the offense. You're really pushing your quarterbacks, in particular, to try to take the next step as an offense. Which obviously, uh, this kind of fast-paced spread offense at Syracuse, it's all quarterback-driven, right? That he needs to be the tone setter, the point guard, the guy that's pushing uh, that tempo and really trying to establish a rhythm at the game's most important spot. So, yeah, I, I do think Garrett Schrader's still a favorite, uh, but but we should certainly not assume the race is over. And I think that's a good thing, once again, because you're bringing another 
interesting athletic profile in Carlos Del Real Wilson into this battle when fall camp begins. Um, so even if Schrader knows today that he's got the best chance, um, Valari's certainly on his heels and has experience at, at multiple programs, including a spring at SU. And now Del Real Wilson uh, is going to bring some athleticism uh, to that conversation here in a hurry. So uh, you just wonder how he progresses you know, from July to August and into September. But I do certainly think Garrett Schrader's got everything ahead of him to be the guy. Uh, everybody kind of understands, you know, where he needs to improve there, the consistency as a passer, the accuracy, the completion percentage, some of the cardinal traits of, of an offense that moves as fast as SU wants to move. Because uh, we know everything else is there, right? Big physical uh, athlete, great athlete who can certainly – utilizes legs as well as uh, pretty much any quarterback in the country um, going into 2022. So I do think he's got a strong advantage today, but you just wonder how many reps get taken by other guys. And you also wonder how deep into the fall the battle can really go because college football has taught us that week one, game one starters aren't the end-all, be-all when it comes to, you know, winning and, and pushing for a bull bid or, or something more, you know, later in the season. You know, it's kind of an ongoing thing regardless of, of who gets to take the first snap. So it'll be intriguing to also see how long into the season, you know, this this battle rages on. John, let's stay on the topic of quarterbacks. You've gotten to see 2023 Syracuse commit Lenora Sellers. He comes over to Syracuse after decommitting from Virginia following offensive coordinator Robert Anai and quarterbacks coach Jason Beck to the Orange. What's the scouting report on Sellers? Very interesting prospect, a kid who I really liked early in his junior season. Then he got banged up, and there was a you know a lot of unknown around Sellers at that point. You know, the junior year for quarterbacks in recruiting is that's the money year, right? That's the year that you are planting your flag as an FBS or a Power Five kid, and you're you're going to make a decision after your junior year going into your senior year. So. From the timeline perspective, Sellers was was right on par with a lot of great quarterbacks, but he lost so much of his junior year due to injury that you just wonder how his recruitment may have been different otherwise. But certainly Syracuse advantageous in, in hiring, like you said, the quarterback package from Virginia where he was already comfortable and established to the point that he committed before even taking a visit up to Syracuse. Um, and, and then you, you look at it from SU's perspective and, you know, you, you just talked about Carlos Del Rio Wilson. This is similar in terms of height, weight, and, and basic athletic profile. Although I'll say, as a high school junior, Sellers in his mechanics and delivery appear to be a step ahead of Del Rio Wilson while still profiling as this 6'3", 220-pound guy who, who, can, who can run as needed. I think Del Rio is probably one step ahead as a runner, uh, but Sellers runs to open up the passing lanes. And I think that's what should be exciting from an evaluation standpoint because there's a maturity, there's a a control there within his game uh, playing ball down in South Carolina. So first of all, you obviously want to see him get healthy and bounce back and and have a huge senior year, which is probably what we should anticipate. I think he was throwing for right around 300 yards a game as a junior right before the injury happened. Uh, So you just expect him to kind of pick up where he left off. Um, and go go you know nuts as a senior in 2022 and and kind of make some schools rethink maybe not jumping in on him right certainly if you're a kid in South Carolina you know the schools in Georgia 
uh, and, and throughout the Carolinas are, are going to be aware of your game. So I think it could create a nice chip on his shoulder on top of that that, that could, again, elevate his, his competitiveness and, and have him that much more prepared to potentially impact the SU quarterback room when, when he does get to campus, uh, I believe, in January. And, John, we'll get you out of here on this one. It's still very early in the 2023 recruiting cycle. So what are the other names that Syracuse fans should know about? Yeah, I mean, we talked about the need for you know, keeping great players within state lines, something that, that isn't talked about a ton. How about Jaleel Smith, the edge rusher from, from Abraham Lincoln High School there in Brooklyn, very, very famous basketball high school, but they can produce some football players as well. So um, Jaleel took the official visit this past weekend as well. Uh, he was on campus with, with several of those official visitors. And, and really Syracuse has been kind of the go-to school for him over a long-standing period of time. They were not only his first Power Five or, or in-state offer, but, you know, your first FBS offer comes from, you know, the premier program in, in the state of New York. So you certainly understand um, why that could be an advantage for a school like SU. Uh, he took the official visit, as we said, and was pretty impressed, uh, according to, to my buddy Mike McAllister at at the Sports Illustrated site uh, covering SU so well. Uh, so I do think that there should be some confidence there too, right? We talk about quarterbacks and all these other things, but it looks like SU this week even uh, could really bolster the second level of, of their defense uh, potentially with, with an inside backer and, and an outside backer and, and a Jalil Smith. He's definitely at least at a minimum the next in-state recruit to keep an eye on for Syracuse because if he's ready to pop here soon, you got to feel good about you know the first Power Five and FBS offering program fresh off of a visit on top of that. So definitely need to know of, of Jalil Smith. John, thank you so much for coming back on the program again. John Garcia Jr., director of SI All American at Sports Illustrated. If you're not following John on Twitter, that's at John Garcia underscore Jr. You are missing out on some of the best college football recruiting information out there. John, we appreciate your time. Enjoy the 2023 recruiting cycle, and we'll speak with you soon. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me back on. Take care. Always awesome catching up with John. And I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, we're nearing the end of June, which means that Bayheim Army and the TBT are back. Syracuse will host one of the TBT regionals from July 22 to 25 at SRC Arena in Syracuse. Brad, I think it's really great having some Syracuse sports to look forward to in July. It certainly is, Wes, and, and I've thought about this. How unique of the three main Syracuse sports programs, football, basketball, and lacrosse, the fact that the, the, the fantastic historical following of Syracuse basketball fans all around not only the U.S. but globally, the fact that Syracuse basketball fans have the subject of Syracuse Orange basketball to kind of enjoy and uh, experience in the summer because of the great creation of the TNT and then the Bayheim's Army team competing in that uh, from the original uh, premise that, you know, going to honor Jim Bayheim and what he's done for Syracuse basketball, going to get his, you know, blessing to have the team named after him and to extend what Syracuse Orange Hoop fans love each year from November through March to have this in the summer is just really unique among those three major programs because, of course, it wouldn't make any sort of sense to have this in football. Uh, football players aren't going to compete in games that, you know, don't, don't really align with what they're doing professionally as, as pro players in the NFL. 
And I guess the closest thing might be in lacrosse when the alumni come back and play the current team in a, a scrimmage game during the fall. But there's nothing like this. And I have thought about that, of, of just how unique it is for Syracuse basketball fans to relive, you know, the glory of players that played, you know, for the most part, almost exclusively, of course, under Jim Beheim, and then to be able to see them in a different setting still representing Syracuse Orange basketball during the summer. Brad, speaking of some of those Syracuse players, there's a couple names on the roster that jumped out to me. That's Tyler Ennis, Rakeem Christmas, and Marek Dolajai. They'll be joined by some newcomers who didn't attend Syracuse and Kyle Wilshire and Dee Bost. What do you think of the roster construction so far? I think it's been tweaked perfectly uh, with what Adam Weissman and Kevin Belby have done. And I really like the fact, Wes, that you know, they took their thoughts, suggestions, recommendations back to Jim Beheim because that makes so much sense. And again, he's put his name on this team, so he should have some sort of say or certainly be a consultant or advisor in constructing the roster. I love it. I, I love the three new Syracuse players. I mean, who doesn't love Tyler Ennis? We only got to see one year out of him at Syracuse. So anytime you can watch Tyler Ennis play, and you know, in the U.S., not, not internationally as he does, that's fantastic. I mean, Rakeem Christmas, let's hope Jesse Edwards can be the next great Syracuse center because you really almost have to go back to Rakeem Christmas, Michael Jordan's son-in-law, uh, to find great play in the five position for Syracuse basketball. So uh, another great addition. And then Merrick Dolezal is going to go down as you know one of the all-time fan favorites uh, to wear a Syracuse uniform. And for him to come back so quickly to be part of something like this, just a, a year removed from the program is fantastic. And then, with the non-Syracuse players, you know, I thought going back to last year's championship team, how important it was having players like uh, DJ Kennedy and uh, DeAndre Kane who had the experience in this particular tournament. Because let me digress for one second. To win the, T, uh, the TBT, you have to have so much luck. Because I remember in last year's semifinals and championship, you know, the opposition came down with a shot to win the game didn't make the shot in that great Elam ending uh, format. So it really comes down to remembering that, you know, these games have been back and forth and last year players like Kennedy and Kane really helped out in Syracuse, uh, Bayheim's army winning that tournament. Uh, this year, adding a guy like Kyle Wilcher, D. Boss, I mean, these were great college players playing internationally. Uh, I know that a lot of thought went into bringing these type of players aboard and, I also just want to mention, you know, C.J. Fair and Andrew White because C.J. Fair had a great uh, tournament last year doing the things we know that he does best in making those contributions, and maybe Andrew White can get a little bit more playing time this year to sink some long-range shooting. So overall, love the roster, how it's been compiled, and this team with a little bit of luck may win another million dollars, Wes. And Brad, we're right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. Well, coming up in just over a week, July 1st, and Wes, that marks the 10th season of Syracuse sports in the ACC. Hasn't time gone by quickly? Wow. 10 years. Uh, this will be the 10th football season coming up and the 10th basketball season, 10th in lacrosse. And as I look back on those three programs in the first decade of ACC play, stands out, of course, at least the football team did go to a bowl game in 2013 under Scott Schaefer. Uh, in the first season as an ACC team and won the Texas Bowl against Minnesota. And then, of course, the standout performance by the basketball team out of nowhere 
going to the Final Four in 2016, uh, beating some good teams en route. So really thought, wow, 10 years in the ACC, time has flown by, and just wanted to mention that as a final thought today. Brad, my closing thoughts are on Syracuse basketball announcing on Monday that the Orange will play the Cornell Big Red once again this year. Syracuse will host Cornell on Tuesday, December 17 at the JMA Wireless Dome, and Syracuse will look to extend its 41-game winning streak against its upstate New York rival. The teams met in 1901 when Syracuse won 18-15 in just a second game in program history. It doesn't have the same plot lines now that Jimmy Beheim is no longer there, but it's always good to have a tune-up against Cornell this early in the season. That's it for us. For Brad Bierman, this is Wes Chang reminding you that spilling floor cleaner only makes the floor cleaner. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.